last time on Join the Party. With some quick thinking and animal friends. Hey, you guys want some water? The party is back on solid ground. In the alchemy room with cool teens, Tammy and Taylor. Tammy! They're coming for the snacks! Taylor! Don't let them take the snacks! It was chop or be chopped during the potions challenge. I'm sprinkling parsley on top. God, God, (laughs) gotta have some textural and colorful elements. Come on! They had to put their judgment on ice when Inara, Tracy, and Johnny protect the teens and Alonzo from shadows and a magical gun. Fight, item, Pokemon, run. Let's get the party going. The gun is trained at Alonzo, and the shadows are advancing from both walls. Uh, They are coming closer and closer, and there is some uh, spooky biz. Let's roll for initiative. 20. 11. 15. You are all in the alchemy room. As I explained before, you are in the center of the room, uh, surrounding some tables and around the cauldron. Uh, The shadows are kind of advancing from either side, one all the way on the left and one all the way on the right. The gun is kind of like in the far right corner, and Inara, you are facing the gun, and the mage hand is over there, closing the door. Uh, Some other things just to remind you is that the two potions that you made have been plated. There is the lycanthropy potion. Half of it has berries in it, and the other half does not. And the mind-reading spell with the roots is in the other one. Tammy and Taylor, as soon as they saw the shadows, they hid kind of like under the tables behind you. And Alonzo is in your general area, and he is holding onto his medallion in an aggressive stance. Anara, you are first in the initiative. What are you going to do? I'm going to cast Mage Hand again and try to push the rifle up toward the ceiling. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do a strength contest. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll for strength for the gun, and you're going to roll strength for you representing the mage hand, and we're going to see what happens. That's a 15 minus 1. Well, I rolled a, a crit 1, so I think you got nice. it. Nice. All right. Uh, the mage hand comes out and just pushes the gun towards the ceiling. To be clear, so that the shooting end of the gun is pointing up toward the ceiling, not like the whole gun itself, so that it points out toward the right. Right. The... the, the the mouth of the gun, you know how guns have body parts. I think it's called yeah. a barrel. Yeah, the like I said, the mouth of the gun is pointed <laughs> totally the thing, uh, totally to the sky, and the mage hand actually tickles the gun a little bit, and it goes hee hee. Okay, great. Are you going to move? Yes, I'd like to stand between the shadow and Taylor. Okay, you're gonna go over to the left, which is the I'm gonna call it shadow one, and Taylor is under that table. All right, next is the gun, and you've pushed the mouth of the gun all the way up. It's still going to try to fire at Alonzo, but it is having a lot of problems, so I'm going to give it disadvantage on this shot. Uh, the gun, uh, still, even though it is nowhere near trying to shoot Alonzo, shoots all the way up, and Buckshot kind of, like, lands in the ceiling with a loud bang. No one got hurt. We all good. Woo! Someone out, someone outside. You can hear someone outside go, "Hey, are there fireworks?" Uh, coming up next is Alonzo. 
Alonzo uh, stares at one of the shadows, the one to his right, and he holds out a hand and he says, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do ice knife. And he holds out his hand and he concentrates really hard and he holds onto the medallion and nothing happens. And that is his turn. Uh, Tracy, go ahead. I haven't really sensed any like horrible danger yet. So Tracy is not keen to use his last rage, but it is his first turn. So he's gonna try to recklessly attack uh, this shadow closest to him, which is the shadow on the right. Sure. So he's going to pull out a javelin from his pack and try to hurl it at the shadow. So my attack roll is a 17. Oh, yeah, that hits that thing. Uh, Roll for damage. So I rolled a 6 plus 1, so 7 points of damage. Cool. All right. Uh, The javelin kind of hits the shadow right in the center of it. It's a very good throw. But you notice that, like, it kind of is, like... The, the shadowed flesh kind of like moves out of the way a little bit and like it dodges it and it is resistant to I guess this would be piercing damage so it only takes three points of damage and uh, just a heads up so I got advantage on that with my reckless attack so attack rolls against me until my next turn have advantage okay cool next up is Johnny I'm gonna cast sacred flame it's an at will cantrip it's instant it's great you have to succeed on a dex saving throw alright which one are you doing it at I'm going to do it at the one that Tracy fired at. Okay. He rolled uh, 13? 14. So you take 1d8 radiant damage plus a charisma thing that's going to happen. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 Oh, good. Well, I rolled a one on damage, but that's fine. I get a plus four. Five damage. All right. Radiant damage. Radiant damage. You hurl a, a very beautiful flame at this thing. And it takes five damage, but this thing does not like your holiness. So the light kind of like, it's like you are uh, shining a film projector at like really bad film. And then it kind of like crackles through and that thing takes 10 damage and it is looking bad news for that thing. Nice, 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 nice. All right, next up is Tammy and Taylor. They poke their heads out and they run over to the card cabinets and they each grab a component from either one. And then they go back under their respective tables, and they're both kind of like looking at the thing that they're holding. It is uh, the shadow's turn. So the shadow that is having a bad time is going to go over and attack Tracy. So it's going to do a melee weapon attack against you. It has advantage. I just rolled a 22, so that one hits you, right? Uh, let me let me check real fast. My <laughs> AC. Uh, yeah, I think it does hit. Yeah, all right. So the, the one that's like still kind of like speckly from the light holes going, it wraps its arms around you. And you are going to take 10 points of damage. Your strength score is also reduced by, by one. That reduction is going to stay until you finish a rest. Your strength is sapped from you. Also, the other one is going to jump at Alonzo. And it rolled a a critical failure. Yeah. What's so, up, Shadow? You, Shadow, can't handle the light. Yeah, man, you can't handle it, man. What? <laughs> Tracy's just over, like, kind of like rubbing his wounds a little bit. He's not. He's not super happy about it. Yeah, he, he also feels a little tired. He does feel a little tired. He's a little sleepy boy. Yeah, he's a little fatigued. The other shadow actually trips over itself somehow, and then it looks down. And you can literally see it thinking, I don't have feet. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, you can see it shrug. <laughs> and we are back to the top of the order, Anara. Remember, you have the two shadows, one that is looking real bad, one that is has just tripped over itself. And the gun, I'm going to say, is now the mage hand is no longer pushing it 
its barrel up to the sky. So Inara dives under the table that Taylor is under and says, uh, I saw you guys grab something from the card catalog. Uh, what did you guys grab? Can I help you? Yeah, um, I wasn't really paying attention, but I think I got the thing that I needed. And uh, Taylor holds out his hand, and there are these, like, orange-colored leaves. They're crackly and look a little bit brittle. And he says, yeah, these are, uh, these are, these are rusted leaves. I think that this turns into a rust spell. It will just turn metal and just really, really mess up that gun. But, I mean, I, I, I don't want to go out there and mix up the, mix up the bowl I'll and, like, the it, component. Man. I'll do it, man. Don't worry. What do I have to do? Do I just like throw it at it? Like, like you know, powder it and blow it? Like, what do I have to do? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you need to take a bowl and powder it in there, and then use the other component, and then you have to put some sort of fire under it. That's that's how we make all the potions usually. All right. So Nara's gonna grab a mortar and pestle from on top of the table that they're under, and like yoink it back under the table so she can quickly uh, crackle up those leaves. Taylor can blow on the bottom of it his fire breath, and then I'll freaking throw that that Molotov cocktail into the gun. Okay. Um, two things. Yes. One, remember you need both components. You need the actual component, and then you need the modifier to okay. make the potion, which Tammy has. And I'm going to make you do a sleight of hand check to see if the gun notices uh, what you just did. Gladly, friend. That's a 12 plus 3 for 15. Yeah, okay. You just kind of like, you very stealthily like reach your hand up and like look around. Looney Tune style. Yeah, you look around for like (laughs) one of the mortar and pestles and you grab it and you start to crush the leaves in there. Uh, Tammy, Tammy, throw your ingredient over here. And Tammy looks up and will do that on her turn. Cool. Tight. It's now the gun's turn. Um, The gun is now trained on Johnny. Because it is not happy of what it did to the shadow. And the gun <laughs> does a six. Hey, guess what? Thirteen. Yeah. All right. The gun loads itself up. And you you feel the ballast kind of like fly over to the side. It also hits a bunch of beakers and bowls and stuff and just kind of shatters all of them on one of the tables. It's Alonzo's turn. So Alonzo has actually gone under the table and is over with Tammy. And he like calls for the bowl. And um, Anara, why don't you make a dexterity throw? See if you can like throw it over to him. I got a five plus five for a ten. It's All right. bad, isn't it? Oh dear. <laughs> you definitely you like try to skitter the bowl over there, but it goes out from under the table. Alonzo has to go out and grab it, and one of the shadows notices that he's under there, and he actually combines the other modifier into it and he grinds it up. Cool. Which shadow noticed? Was it the one that was radiant damaged or the other one? It was the other one. Mm, fascinating. Yeah. And Tracy, it's your turn again. Tracy wants to go across the room and try to uh, grapple with the gun and try to take control of it and try to become its new owner. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, let's do a strength contest. I rolled a nine. Uh, a nine in total? Yeah. Well, that gun really messed up. It, it rolled like a five. Oh! Ooh, what's up? So you, <laughs> what are you doing with this gun? So Tracy's going to run over to the gun and uh, he's going to... Um, put his left hand on the barrel and his right hand on the butt of it and he's gonna try to like wrestle it out of its current position and definitely aim it away from everyone and then try to like put it under his kind of like the wing of his arm and hold it straight to his body Mm -hmm. and then he's gonna try to like unload any um, shells that are still in the gun okay you definitely have control of it why don't you roll an arcana to see if you're able to even do it I rolled a 17. Oh, yeah. You you pop these magical shells out, and this gun is unhappy. It, it, you can even feel it, like, kind of frown in, under your arm. I kind of, like, pet, pet it and, like, it's going to be fine. 
All right, um, Jonathan, go ahead. Johnny casts Burning Hands. It's a sheet of flames that come out from my fingertips, presumably towards both shadows. They have to make a dexterity save. Okay, both of them? Yes. Tight. All right, uh, one of them got a 10 and one of them got a 9. So they both have been hit by the flames, Mm -hmm. and they take... 18 damage. Oh my god. Each and any flammable object not worn or carried are ignited. The flames come off of your hands and it envelops both of these shadows. The one that was really bad off, it just kind of like pops and just disappears from existence. But the other one, how much? It was 18? 18, yes. It only takes nine damage. For something that is such like a crazy wall of fire, it actually kind of shakes it off and it is doing okay. It definitely took some damage, but it's not like the smoldering burst of shadow. I'm also going to say that you there, you are in an alchemy lab and you just lit a bunch of stuff on fire. Good with me. Three potions explode, but you only get hit with one of them. And you take... You take seven points of damage and you glow a little bit blue. Your whole body glows blue. (laughs) Hey, as long as I'm glowing and it's light, I'm good with that. You're glowing a little bit blue. That's great. All right, it is Tammy and Taylor's turn. And using the uh, poultice that Alonzo has made up, and it is now Tammy lights it up underneath there. And Tammy kind of jumps out and has the bowl, like, locked and loaded to throw. She says, Tracy, heads up! And she tosses the potion uh, in your direction. Like, at the gun. Okay, so what Tracy does is kind of flip the gun out a little bit right in the path of the potion. Cool. I'm going to give her advantage because that was really cool. The rust potion hits it right in the side, and you see immediately rust is spreading all through the gun. And it is very quickly corroding, and it is actually kind of, like, falling apart in your hands. Uh, Tracy takes, like, three big steps back, because he is, like, 70% iron. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea, isn't it? You dro- well, you, you did toss it, so that's good. Yeah, you, you like, toss, it was like skeet shoot, like you threw it in right. the air and hit it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you walk away, and that gun, that gun is done. And so now you have that one shadow left, and that one shadow is very unhappy with one Jonathan Be Good, and he's going to do a strength drain on Chaboy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a seven. It tries to get its boopy hands around you, and it cannot. Anaro, it's back to you. Uh, well, I, I got nothing except my rapier and my daggers, so I am going to thrust my rapier into what I think to be the heart of the shadow. Sure, do it. So I got a 16. What do I add to it? So here's what you do. You add your dexterity, and then you add your proficiency, because you are proficient with a rapier. Uh, So I rolled a 16, plus 5 dexterity. Mm -hmm. And then what else? Plus 2. That's a plus 7? 23. Yeah, 20. Oh, yeah, you slice this bad boy up. Uh, So for damage, I rolled an 8, plus 3, my dex modifier for an 11. You know what? This thing is really messed up, and that was a really good roll. You want to do something cool when you kill this thing? Hell yeah, I do. All right, what do you want to do? What do you do to it as you slash, you rapier through it? Well, A, I want to have done a, a, like a curly Q rapier motion, like twist the blade around a bunch before it poking it into the shadow. And then as it explodes or dissolves or whatever, I want to yell... Take that, Shadow. Try to come back here again. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> if I heard that, I would never come back again. I do. If I was a Shadow, I'd be like, That's I don't right. want to go in that Goodbye. name. Goodbye. <laughs> and Nara Hearth, and remember this name. Bye. <laughs> da, 
double bye. Goodbye forever. Now it depends on how you go. And Tammy and Taylor, while they're down there, they actually poke their heads on them. They go, blap, blap, get it, blap. This is lit. They're like the young cousins I never had. <laughs> this is undyingly lit. Oh. Oh, I like that a lot. Hey, hey, hey. Party, you, di- you just did your first encounter. You did yeah. it. Yeah. Hey. It is done. We, friends, have vanquished these enemies of the light. Friends, you have done well. The undying light smiles on all of us today. Praise the undying light. Are you trying to, like, recruit me for something, man? Because we're already kind of, like, in this shit together. You've been recruited since the day you were born. That's kind of creepy, dude. I'm, I'm like, 20, and, and you're, like, 4,400. You did well. I'm proud of you. Hey, Johnny, can you read that verse again for me? Oh, really? Chapter 3, Book 7 of the Book of Light. Ye, the shadows, they be upon us. Though we fight ever after... They will be destroyed by my hand and yours. All praise the undying light. Uh, Tracy's wonder sensors are just off the charts. It's also obvious that as he was doing this uh, verse from the Book of Light, a lot of magical light and uh, color spray and lights were just coming out of his fingertips. Of course. And And he's glowing blue. And Tracy's almost levitating at this point. (laughs) Inara's running over to the mortar and pestle, which are on the floor, I assume kind of maybe broken or or overturned or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I want to try to save what I can of this rust spell because it's pretty dope. Sure. Okay. Why don't you grab a vial and why don't you roll, just roll a d20 to see how much you get. Uh, 13. Yeah, there's enough to fill up half a vial of the rust potion. So Tracy wants to take his bedroll out of his pack and roll up whatever's left of the gun. I think it's probably just like the wooden butt at this point, but yeah. he wants to roll that up back in the bedroll and put it into his pack. For sure. Safekeeping. Nice. And uh, Inara runs over to Alonzo and says, are you okay, dude? It seems like freaking everyone wants to kill you every part of this castle, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like that a lot. Um, uh, Alonzo actually looks down at his hands again, and he's kind of like been clenching them and unclenching them. Like ever since the battle, like he kind of well, wound down, and then he looks down at the necklace, and he looks at all of you, and he says, "Um, did did I hit any of the anything? Did I just I missed it? Did I hit one? Yeah, you did real good. Nah, man, you did not. My friend, I you certainly tried, and that's definitely the first step. We've seen power in you. W- what's the deal with that necklace? What's the deal with you? We how I'm an accomplished spell caster. How how can we help you?" Uh, this, Johnny, uh, I appreciate it, but this really isn't about you. Uh, whether or not it's about me is beside the point. I want to help you. You wanted to help us in that battle. What happened? Mm-hmm. He kind of like, uh, grumbles to himself a little bit and he says, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, you know, I have to go see Cole. Um, have any of you ever seen a devil before? Well, you will today. Hey, it's Eric. Sometimes you're running around all day, you'll have errands, phone calls, coffee dates, work, school, whatever. And it's summer in the Northern Hemisphere, so we're all hot and sweaty all over. And you realize in the middle of everything, you have 10 minutes to spare. So you walk around a big box store just for the industrial AC. 
This is the AC unit. We're on power save mode. For this mid-roll, I want to shout out all the different communities that we have going in the Join the Party universe. Our first is our Patreon community. Special thanks to our new patrons, Tim, Evan, Tired Horse, Sonia, and Hans. Tim and Horse are $20 party legends, so we will tell tales of them in BBQs, luau's, and themed get-togethers for years to come. They will get every episode two days early, and we will make them a customized gift, just like Seth and Alex will get as well. We also have a new feature for our patrons. We've added a Discord channel. For anyone who doesn't know, Discord is a chat service where we can all get together on the internet and just hang out. And it's amazing. We've talked about homebrew D&D, game tales, when the new episodes are coming out, X-Files, trash posting, everything. It is my favorite. So if you want to join, all you have to do is donate. What are you waiting for? Join us at patreon.com slash join the party pod. And there's our Twitter, at join the party pod. We have a vibrant community, and it's growing fast, and we would love to hear from you. It makes my heart grow like 10 sizes every time someone shouts us out or gives us a new follow or just, like, tweets the dumb stuff that they do in their party. Someone told us about, like, a a soap cactus today. I don't even understand, but it's amazing. If you already follow, recommend us to a friend on Twitter, and if you don't, just come on over and try it. The water is fine. Finally, I want to shout out our community of fan artists. Thistle Raven, Stiep, and Earl, you have brought our imaginary creations to life, and it is awe-inspiring. Really awe-inspiring. Like, we can't get over it. Thank you so much for your skill, your dedication, and your enthusiasm. We love fan art. Please keep it coming. If you have a doodle or a headcanon or a question to share, find at Join the Party Pod on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We've also got a handy dandy submission form on our website at jointhepartypod.com, or you can skip all that and email us directly at hello at jointhepartypod.com. Drop us a note, say hi. Finally, this is the part of the show where we shout out a family member of ours to get them to listen to our podcast. This one is for my mom. Rita May. Mom, you've listened to episode one. I know that you have this in you. If you can make it to this episode and tell me that you've heard this note, I will buy a plane ticket to Nashville to see you. I promise. Just listen to the show. Please. I know you've read The Hobbit. I know you like fantasy. Just do it. Like your son is involved. Come on. This is pretty close. All right. Let's get back to the party. What does that mean, man? <laughs> Alonzo, what do you mean? Like, what were you doing outside today on, on, the, on the quad? Uh, yeah, you all saw before. Uh, I have no idea how the medallion works. No idea. I thought that I, everyone keeps telling me that I'm a sorcerer now. Like, I try to explain this stuff to Greg, like my dad, to Max, and they all keep telling me that I'm like the sorcerer that like my family foretold. It all has something to do with my medallion, like, the lore surrounding, like, I mean, there's a reason why we're the most powerful family in Fidopolis. Uh, I don't know, it's something to do with that. I, I need to find out, which is why I need to see Cole. Right, why don't you make a history check, because this time he said lore Perfect, I can do that. 16 plus 2. 
All right. Uh, you have never heard any mention of a medallion in your studies of the concentric states, but you do know that the Kikos have gone back a millennium. Uh, in fact, they were one of the first families that settled the concentric states, that, like actually established them. Um, and a millennium ago, like everyone in this entire continent knows that like something big happened, and then after that happened, the concentric states were formed, and the Kikos have been around since then. So it doesn't surprise me that this is part of the Kikos, and it also makes sense that this is something that probably existed before the bulk of modern history. Yes. So I need to figure out what it is. I don't, even in the giant library in this castle, there is not enough to tell me. No one will tell me what this thing does, and I think people know. And I don't know if you saw, but like, everyone I'm actually like close to is totally wrapped up in this big meeting, and I I need to get out. I promise to do whatever I can to help you find out what that is and help you unlock your true potential. And I know what it's like to leave your family and to try to make an identity on your own. So if you want to strike out and try something or go talk to someone who might know what you have in your power, we're here for you. Tracy goes, what? And he's, he's rifling through the books in the bookshelf. <laughs> uh thank you thank thanks guys um all right well i guess you're with me right you're with me of course i guess what <laughs> <laughs> all right so you i mean i mean yeah you're gonna break me all right we're breaking me out of here i need to go to the market cole is this uh, devil thing. I, he's this guy. I, I've met him a bunch of times. Sometimes I sneak out, like, off of the compound to, like, go on the market. And I know it's, like, a whole thing about, like, a rich guy, like, going out and, like, hanging out with the poppers. But, like, I really like the market and everything that's happening there. And I need to go see him. He works down there. And he is the smartest guy. He's not a guy, I guess. I don't know. He has the most books of anyone I know. And I got to get down there. And Tracy turns around and goes, books? <laughs> yeah, 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 Tracy, books. Sold! Sounds like he's down to party, man. All right, here's the plan. So I need all of you to sneak me out somehow. The market, I mean, I just got married. Everyone knows I just got married, and I need you to help disguise me and protect me when we're out there. I know how to get out of here. There is a back staircase that leads me out of the castle in kind of like a back way like they're out towards the stables like there would be an easier way to access the animals and stuff the only problem is he clenches his jaw for a second I have to go past Nessie Nessie doesn't like me at all Nessie likes everyone Tracy Nessie likes everyone Nessie does not like everyone Nessie does not like me at all and hers is like the biggest she is like a whole floor down there it's like her loft and she has like beanbag chairs and stuff down there the easy part is gonna be sneaking but getting past Nessie that's the hard part once we get past her we'll be out of there and it seems like everyone's concentrated in that meeting of everybody Um, but once we do that I think we can do it so does Nessie hate you or werewolves more? Alonzo is be- is <laughs> dumbstruck by this question. 
Cause like, I have a lycanthropy potion, man. I just made it. Who knows what it does? I don't know. I am not becoming a werewolf. Just throwing it out there, man. Just check it. Okay. <laughs> and then Inara goes over to the table to pour the lycanthropy potions, one with berries, one without, into two clay jars or vials that she finds. Okay. Yeah. I believe that we can take care of the Nessie problem and you'll walk by her without a problem. Don't initially. kill her. No. Don't kill Nessie. No. 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 Like, people, no. everyone else loves no. Nessie. You're a weird dude. We would never kill her. We would only kill you. And by kill you, I mean make you, the you that she knows, disappear and introduce a new you. It's like sublimation of the me- man. It's a metaphor. Yeah. It, I think the common parlance is disguise. I don't know. Uh... Hey, Johnny, that was the worst one you could have said that. (laughs) You're right. I'm a little distracted. Those shadows really messed me up. But you do have a point. With some magic, I believe we can make you passable. Cool. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So Inara busts out her disguise kit, and we're going to make Alonzo look like James. What are you going to do? So we're going to put some, like, pigment on his face to make him look more like James. We're going to add some fake hair to his chin to make a, a, you know, a beard that we can stick some roses into and put some, like, darkish pigment in his hair because James's hair is darker than Alonzo's. Johnny Cass pressed the digitation to create wind. It's a harmless sensory effect, wind and odor combined. He is now expelling an odor that is as similar to uh, James as possible. All right, cool. Yeah. Alonzo goes over to the locker and opens it up, and he pulls out a vase with flowers in it. Hell yeah. And a robe that is resembling one of the uh, nice linen robes that James was wearing before. And he kind of wraps himself around in it, and he sticks some flowers in the fake beard that you all have. And he's like, all right, I'm going to try this. Hey, I'm James. Nice to meet you. Nailed it. Uh, hey, James, you like to party? I I do like to party. I am a party monster. Good, good, good try. Good try. Let's try it again. Hey, Mo- James, you like to party? I'm monster man. I am party. Oh, no, I forgot okay, how to okay. speak. Okay, okay, one last time. Let's let's just try saying, like, yeah, dude, okay? Okay. All right, just try it again. Okay. Uh, wait, okay. wait, hold on. Wait, uh, line, line. Let's, let's do it once. Let's do it once for practice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. James, I'd like to party? Yeah, dude. I fucking love to party. Hey, I got it that time. All right, nice, nice, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think we can do it. This this sounds good. All right. Um, I know where to go. Are we... we... Yeah, I I feel good. I I, I think I got it. Let's do it. All right. So before we go out, Inara is just going to grab the lycanthropy potion, both the with and without berries version, and the potion on Tammy's slash Tracy's table. Yeah, the mind reading potion. Yep, just in the whatever, like, you know, clay jars or glass vials that they can fit in. Sure. Okay, so that means you have all three. You have both yep. the cantharry potions, the rust potion, and the mind reading potion. I do. Type. Taylor, Tammy, may the undying light protect you. You're still super weird. Yeah. Okay, bye. You were the closest friends I've ever had. That's super... Other than everyone I've said is my closest friend. That's super lame. Old old guy. Okay, bye. I mean, I still have to clean all... You made it so much explode. You glow blue. You're welcome. Stay oh. cool, kids. And uh, both of them do finger guns at Adara. <laughs> yeah. Cool with the teens. Nice. Uh, so as everyone is walking out and has their, like, kind of the back turn to Tracy, because he's mm-hmm. in the back of the room, uh, he's going to uh, very deftly, as he's trying to walk forward, pull his hand behind his back and grab the draconic book that he couldn't read earlier. 
uh, and throw it in his pack. Okay. Why don't you make a sleight of hand? I rolled a 19. Yeah. It's very heavy, but you still manage to, like, palm it, and you drop it in your bag. And I walk out the door. Nice. You all walk out into the hallway, and you take a right away from the rooms that you saw in the first place. You uh, walk by the rookery, and you see a big door that actually leads down a bunch of stairs. You are walking down the stairs, and like you predicted, uh, some people do see Alonzo being James. A bunch of people of the court, people you, you recognize from the wedding, some of those guests. There's even the half-elf with the bifacial sleep, and the half-elf was like, all right, and keeps walking. And it's actually, it's pretty well going. They don't even look at Johnny, who's still glowing blue. <laughs> and you actually, you walk down stairs, and you are actually kind of on the same level and where you all started in the basement dungeon area, like where the prisons are. But like when you were going to take a right where the prison is, you actually hang a left. And you go into a very large room, and it smells like animals. But you don't see any horses or livestock or anything. You just see in the big room in the middle is Nessie, who is pawing at a very large tire on a rope swing. And it just kind of like batting it, and then it goes away and then comes back and batting it and go, goes away and comes back. <sighs> uh, I, yeah, okay, let's do it. Uh, what, do we, uh, what do we do? Before he says anything, Johnny casts Dancing Lights uh, on the other side of the tire that Nessie is playing with to create another version of the mini Nessie he had created before. So it looks like Nessie is playing with another thing. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay. Nessie looks up and sees Nasita again. Yeah. And, uh, and does wander over to Nasita and actually starts to like bring the tire along and like play with Nasita a little bit. Uh-huh. I want to give you a lay of the room. On the total other side of the room, like, you need to cross Nessie to get there. There are these big stable double doors, kind of like in the Great Hall, like those big double doors before. And that is the only door opening. Johnny begins to walk forward confidently, feeling confident that his light that has illuminated the room in the form of Nessita has sufficiently done enough. Are you you're just you're just walking? The three of us are in a triangle with Alonzo in the middle of us, trying to make sure that we minimize his impact to the outside world. Uh, and Inara's rapier is drawn a little bit. And we're kind of scuttling along. Sure. Oh, yeah. And per- perhaps, perhaps Johnny isn't taking point. Yeah, Tracy is uh, at the top of the triangle. I want all of you to roll stealth checks, and Alonzo will do the same. Uh, Jonathan, I, I want you to I roll know. a disadvantage because you are a blue light man. Don't worry, I rolled both a three and a two, so let's see what that stealth does. <laughs> That's a four and five. I got a 16 plus five for a 21, so Inara is stealthy AF. You're like doing ninja rolls and stuff? Inara is just your stealthy little rogue girl. I like how Tracy is taking point, and you are the one rolling 21 out here. Let's see my roll, and then we'll see, because I got a 19, so maybe Ooh. I'm just stealthy too. My 21 I, is more than 19. Put it here, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm behind all of them, even though I was not stealthy with a solid four. (laughs) (laughs) Alonzo rolled an 18. All of you are sneaking as well as possible. And then, Johnny, you feel a tickling in your nose. (laughs) Oh, no. It's it's tickling. I don't know if it's like the bear dander or the owl dander. I thought I took my flonase today. (laughs) (laughs) And Nessie looks up. 
and looks at all four of you. Opens her mouth and goes, Tracy looks at them all in the eye and goes, all right, and uh, pulls out his hellhorn, runs across the room while blowing it, and then pulls his maroon cape in front of him as if he's egging Nessie on. Like a matador. You're an owlbear matador. I am an owlbear matador. Um, why don't you do a performance check? Uh, 13? Yeah, Nessie charges you. She looks up, she sees your, your cape flapping, and she goes, and she charges you. Okay, let's make a deck saving throw to jump out of the way. Uh, I rolled a 14. Oh, yeah, you hop out of the way, man. Oh, yeah. You go, uh, and your cape whooshes as, uh, as uh, Nessie goes by. Uh, run! Go for the door! Johnny breaks into a dead sprint, just <laughs> getting away from everyone. And in fact, as he does, starts moving Nasita closer towards where Nessie is uh, with a swish of his hand so that Nasita is between him and Nessie. And uh, Inara's right after you, ushering Alonzo as quickly as he can run in the heavy James robes toward the door. Yeah, you're huffing it. And all three of you make it to the door. All right, Nessie is primed to run at you again. She's okay. she's literally even like scratching her paw at the ground. So uh, when Nessie missed the first time, I kind of uh, did a semicircle, and now I am positioned between the tire and Nessie, mm-hmm. and I want to uh, shake my cape again and try to get her to charge, and I'm holding my cape right in front of the tire. All right, why don't you do another performance check this time? We got eight. Okay. Yeah, Nessie Nessie charges again. But she is not going for the cape like she did last time. She's just straight up charging at you. And I'm going to say she's going to make a tackle. Okay, uh, then Tracy, as reaction, is going to put a shield in front of him. All right, cool. What's your AC? 16. And she full-on wallops you. And she gets you for... She gets you for uh, only five. And I would say that, like, you knew this was coming. You brace yourself against her. So am I kind of like locked in a stalemate with her mm-hmm. at this point? Cool. Yeah. Nearly in the reach of safety. <laughs> Johnny hears Tracy's predicament. Sighs. Turns. Light! Show me your brilliance! <laughs> and cast color spray in the direction of both Nessie and Tracy creating a dazzling array of flashing colored light. Meanwhile, Inara is ushering Alonzo through the doors to safety. So yeah. the two of us are going to just hunker down outside the door, like immediately to the right behind the stone wall, just waiting for Tracy and Johnny to join us. All right, you guys are in safety. 39, if and- I add all my bonuses together. Okay, yeah, you got it. Okay, it's going to hit Tracy first. Uh, so Tracy hears uh, Johnny yell out in the room, and uh, that triggers his danger sense, mm-hmm. which uh, means I get advantage on a deck save against spells that I know about. All right, so you've seen Color Spray before, and usually Color Spray doesn't give you a deck save, but I'm just going to give you one instead of giving you an advantage. Cool. So Tracy um, definitely like shifts the weight of Nessie off to his right while he rolls Right. All right, let me take a number. All right. I got a uh, 10 in total. You get color sprayed in the face, and there is, like, orange paint is, like, over your eyes, and you are totally blinded. However, the same thing did happen to Nessie, and both of you are blinded, and she shrieks out. She's separated from you. You can feel that she moved back, and she's running. Johnny grabs Tracy and pulls him towards the door. 
using prestidigitation to try to clean it, even though he knows it's not going to work. All right. All four of you are back together. Johnny pushes Tracy out of the door, closes the door. Is there some sort of mechanism to kind of make ensure that it closes? Oh, yeah. It's like a barn door. So, like, you have that slidey thing that Johnny, barn doors do. I close the door to ensure that Nessie can't get out and dispel color spray. Th- thanks, Johnny. You're welcome. Cast light on your nose. Oh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Inara and Alonzo stand up and look at each other and say, uh, we good to go? Let's do this thing. And as you are moving to go, you hear a loud womp against the door and a glass call as Nessie is caught inside with the barn door. Bye, Nessie. I love you. <laughs> you know, it's more just more banging. <laughs> All right. You are making your way outside of the compound and the the lush grass of the lawns outside are becoming more and more sparse as you walk away and you follow kind of this winding path like a very very long driveway that goes down out from the castle alonzo kind of like takes you through like some side paths and like it's like he just knows he just remembers this like the back of his hand and you are finally back at the market where all of your stories began and it is just as bustling, if not more bustling, than you remembered. People are hawking all of this wedding gear. Like wedding memorial plates? Yeah, it's like like the royal wedding. You see, it's like Greg and Alonzo <laughs> have like their hands together. Like, and, like commemorative the scarves yeah. and, and tea sets and yeah. <laughs> you actually hear like the vendors are, are saying like, get the love of the millennium sets. You won't be able to remember this wedding without the love of the millennium sets. I got plates. I got cups. I got napkins. I got smaller napkins. I got larger napkins. Whatever napkins you want. And um, Alonzo is like, even though he still looks like James, pulls his hood over. His like big beard with all of the flowers are still showing. <laughs> He's not doing a very good job at like hiding his shame. You're all kind of just walking through the market. You're on this main stretch. There are people all over the place just going about their day. And Alonzo is just kind of looking around, and he's just, like, excited to be out. There's a weight that was on him has been lifted. And you you literally see him that way. He he looks okay for the first time since the wedding. Johnny gives him a reassuring pat once he sees that transformation. Inara sees Alonzo looking at the plates of him and Greg, with like heart emoji in his eyes and finds herself begrudgingly finding it really adorable. He, yeah, he looks up and he looks at you and he says, I, I mean, hey, come on, don't don't look at me like that. And look at where am I? I'm, I'm in the market on the day after my wedding. Uh, some kind of honeymoon this is, you know? Uh, yeah, man, like what about that? Why, why are you running away? I'm not... I'm not running away. I mean, I got some of the greatest news of my entire life yesterday. And Greg got the worst. And we're trying to be there for each other. But, like, none of us can decide who's going to be there for who. Like, which is more important? Like, almighty magical lore or, like, you, your family just mur- tried to murder you? Like, which is better or worse, I guess? I don't know. Alonzo, listen. Right now, you can't talk to Greg, so let's try to get him something in this market after or before we deal with what we need to deal with with Cole. It's a nice little present, a show of affection. If you see something here, my treat, we get it to him. 
I mean, you know I'm like the richest person here in this city. I'm sorry I'm trying to be polite and show a sign of niceness. That's your fault. Literally, that was your one. He's like Johnny literally only gives one to people. A lot. So that's fine if you're going to give me guff. Uh, Alonzo, Alonzo laughs at you, and he's like, okay, you know what? Fine. Buy me a thing. And he goes over to one of the vendors, and he picks up a scarf. And it's like stitched into it is like A plus G forever <laughs> with the letter with the number four. And he's, and he's like a little ways away from you. And he holds it up and he says, hey, Johnny, how do you like that? Is it good? I think it's great. Casts light on the A and G forever so that it, it, it glows. glows. Yeah. glows. You're still and glowing blue, by the way. <laughs> that's totally fine with me. Uh, Everything glows. And then I ask the merchant to send it to Greg, care of Johnny B. Goodlight, send it to my tab. <laughs> the uh, the shopkeeper looks up and says, "Oh no, not not you, not this guy. No way, no 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 way. I'll cast light on all of your items if you don't send that to Greg, who is just married to Alonzo. I believe he'll pay for it. Oh, I want you all to make dexterity saving throws. Thirteen. 14 plus 3, 17. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and Nara's a dexterous little elf. I got four. Oh, Tracy. Oh, Tracy. As Alonzo is holding the scarf up in the air, you all hear the sound of hooves clattering at full speed against the road. And you all look up and you see there are two halflings with red bandanas over their faces, riding on the back of a centaur who also has a red bandana over his face. And you are only close enough for you two to get out of the way. And Tracy, you get knocked the frick over. The centaur and the two halflings run over to where Alonzo is, pick him up, throw him on the back of the centaur, and start to ride away. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fache, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish the after party where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.